Just gonna run this dog to see if we can find any type of uh, human remains that are left. Listen to Where Secrets Go to Die, The Disappearance of Derek Hennigan. From the Detroit Free Press, a new podcast set in the woods of Michigan's Upper Peninsula. Available on Apple, Spotify, Freep.com, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hello, everyone, and welcome to Under the Ring Pro Wrestling Conversations. I'm very pleased to have on as my guest today, Anthony Bowens from the amazing AEW tag team, The Acclaimed. Anthony and his tag team partner, Max Castor, are really tearing it up every week on All Elite Wrestling. Anthony's story is a pretty cool one. He was a college baseball player. He's an openly gay man and a huge example for LGBTQ plus uh, viewers and is out there in the public and on social media setting the example and spreading the word of love and acceptance. Also, he's a darn good pro wrestler, and I think you're only seeing the beginning of the rise of the acclaimed. If the acclaimed are not among wrestling's best tag teams buying for championships within about a year or so, then I, I think somebody messed up. So reminder, if you like what we're presenting to subscribe, if you really like it, give us a review. So here we go under the ring with our guest from the acclaimed Anthony Bowens. All right. Everyone loves the acclaimed joining us today <laughs> is one half of one of today's top tag teams, the acclaimed Anthony Bowens. Anthony, so glad you're with us today on under the ring. Thanks for having me on, Phil. So, you know, to the best of my knowledge, you were not in a tag team before joining AEW. Why does the dynamic with you and Max Caster work so well? And what did you do, need to do to make it work? Yeah, so for people who aren't aware, Max uh, Caster and I were not a tag team before AEW. We were both singles competitors um, on the independents. And we were both fielding contract offers from uh, another company. And... Tony Khan found out about it, brought us together. Uh, we had a meeting with him, and he had this idea that he's been wanting to call this team the acclaimed, and he wanted to bestow that upon Max and I. And then it was up to us to kind of figure it out. And it was a long and interesting process, but it, it worked. It's working quite well, I would say, because everyone loves the acclaimed. Max and I have an incredible chemistry, and that kind of came from just um, – at the fun, I think it's a natural chemistry. We just bounce off each other perfectly. I kind of read what he's doing. He reads what I'm doing, and um, it just works. And other than that, we talk pretty much every single day. We tried to figure out, you know, what it is, uh, like who we are as the acclaimed. What is the acclaimed? What's our move set? What do we look like? How do we walk? Uh, how do we talk? What, what are our catchphrases? We worked on all those things together, and I think all that time bonding outside of just the natural chemistry kind of really bonded us together. It's really interesting that you do work so well because you guys had never teamed before this. And did did you know each other? Because it just seems like such a perfect team, <laughs> uh, both in terms of the presentation and in terms of the in-ring work. So he trained in Creative Pro New York, which is in Long Island. I trained in Creative Pro New Jersey, which is in Rawway. Uh, so we're under the same roof as, in terms of school. So I knew him through that. Um only in passing, we would say hi to each other. I think I wrestled him once in like a six-way match um, for a company called WrestlePro. So we really didn't know much about each other. We knew of each other, kind of like a hi and goodbye type thing. Um, but yeah, we became pretty pretty close friends even today. Like I talk to him most of the day. We're always bouncing ideas off of each other. Um, 
and it was it wasn't an easy easy road because you know we're in a unique situation in the sense that a lot of times or all the time really uh prior to aew you'll see people debut as these perfect packages you know that's because you know they're in a warehouse for six months eight months sometimes um a year uh, working on their characters, working on their in-ring work, working on everything. So when they do hit TV, they're like this perfect presentation with us. Like we said, we didn't team together. So we had to figure out all that stuff in front of a live audience every single week. And people hated us. That's where everyone loves the acclaim came from was, you know, I try not to look at social media feedback because Twitter, like people like to say, is not a real place. Um but I, I couldn't help it because <laughs> it was so overwhelmingly negative when we first signed. Like, who are these people? Blah, blah, blah. And I would see these things. And my first thought was, what would a delusional heel in this sense think? And I go, oh, deep down, everyone loves the acclaim. They can't stop talking about us, so they must love us somehow. So I would just obnoxiously keep saying it over and over and over again, and it stuck. And now it's the truth. Everyone loves the acclaim, and I'm proud that we were able to um, – you know, take that kind of reaction and turn it around in, into something positive because we both knew that in time people would come around to it because we're two uh, incredible athletes. We're incredible uh, performers. We're too charismatic for people to kind of stay in this weird mindset that they had. Yeah. People care. You know, when you guys were first teaming up, it was in kind of the empty ish daily's place but you know you hear now when that first siren goes off in your music there's there's a gasp there's a reaction every time every time you guys hit that uh every time you guys hit the aisle so you know congratulations yeah it's that. exciting thank you it's it's one of my favorite parts of the day is uh standing in gorilla and uh max and i always give each other a quick hug and then we wait for the sirens to hit and then people go crazy it's really 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 fun the the entry like i love professional wrestling but most of the time my uh, my excitement is for that entrance because um i love hearing the first pop of the crowd i love max getting him going with his raps i love being a crazy maniac screaming at the camera and uh <laughs> and then scissoring him up on the second ropes which has become a thing and it's a uh, um it's become a, um, a really fun thing for fans to do because at first they didn't know how to feel about it. I'm actually wearing also a scissor sweatshirt, if you can see. <laughs> Very nice. Um, <laughs> but as time went on, uh, you know, I'd be like laying on the floor ringside and I'd look up and there's just fans like with their with their fingers hanging over the rail and yelling, scissor me, Bowens. And it's, it's very weird, but it's very fun for people to do. So I mean, I'm enjoying myself. Do you have any idea what Max is going to say in his raps before you go to the ring? It depends on the night. Like sometimes if um, like there's times where we'll be at dark tapings, we have to tape maybe three matches in a day. He has to do three raps and content goes quickly. So I'll have to like figure out what's going on maybe in the news or like, hey, do something uh, on this subject. I don't ever help him with the raps. That's all him. He's so creative and his mind goes almost immediately once I guess an idea is, uh, or a seed is planted in it. Um, but sometimes they tell them, don't tell me anything because I'd love to just have my reactions be uh, authentic. The one, well, actually, well, it's airing tonight, but I don't know when this podcast comes out. But on Elevation, he had a line on Sunny Kiss that I didn't know he was going to say. He just burst out laughing. Oh, no. <laughs> so I, I prefer to have authentic reactions to things as opposed to sometimes knowing everything. 
I said to someone recently that if you guys aren't featured prominently in the stacked AW tag division in the coming year, then somebody obviously made a big mistake. What are the goals for the acclaimed in 2022? What, what's the rest of this year looking like for you guys? What do you want to achieve? We want to keep uh, showing the world why we are the top team in the best tag team division in the world. We were sitting on top of the rankings for a while. We got knocked off, but we're going to start fighting our way back to that. And, you know, we want tag team gold. We want to become the top of the division top of the chain, as the song would say, and have those straps around our waist and also probably just take on the best competition in the world. You know, AEW has working relationships with all these different companies that we're also allowed to do indie so that, that, you know, allows the opportunity for us to have some pretty cool matches. And um, just from a personal standpoint, I want to continue to uh, improve in the ring and um, show the world why we are top contenders and the top wrestlers in the world. Now, you're openly gay and in pro wrestling. What does it mean to you to be a positive example for the LGBTQ plus fans and also wrestlers? Do other wrestlers seek you out? And what can the general public do better uh, to be allies and supportive of performers? Uh, it means a lot to me to be an LGBTQ athlete because, you know, I I struggled a lot with my, my I guess, finding myself when I was younger and as crappy as it was there's people that go through way worse than i did so having this platform to to be a positive influence and be visible and be present in a space where uh people typically think it wouldn't be a safe place for lgbtq athletes um is very important to me and i think it's cool that i get to you know show the world that there's all different shapes and sizes and personalities to to being gay you know there isn't just one this stereotypic image of what it is um, and hopefully I can provide, uh, hope for anybody else that is in the closet and, uh, dreams of one day becoming, you know, an entertainer or becoming a, a pro wrestler. I'm hoping I can open more doors, um, as I continue on through my journey. So all this is very, very, very important to me. And in terms of the public, you know, just don't be a crap human being, you know, treat people with respect. You know, we had an incident uh, a, a few months ago where somebody yelled something from the crowd, which I've never really experienced too much or, or heard too much, probably because I'm so focused on um, either because I'm focused on the match or it just doesn't really happen a lot. Um, but just, you know, don't bring that energy and that crap to the arena. I, I get it. Like in terms of like uh, you want to yell at the bad guy and such, but leave homophobia, transphobia, racist stuff. Take that crap. Leave it someplace else. If that's what you're going to bring to the arena, don't even show up. Um, yell anything else at me. I don't care. I'm a bad guy. You know, you're supposed to try and get under my skin, but leave all that garbage out, um, outside someplace else, or just don't do it at all and be a good human being. One thing I'm encouraged by in wrestling is the stereotypes don't seem to be as bad as they used to be with some characters that might be, you know, based on influenced by, you know, the gay culture, I guess you could say it seems to that the locker rooms are more open and inclusive than they used to be. Do you think that's accurate too? Am I, am I yeah. Track? Absolutely. Is. That was one of the things that drew me to AEW outside of the product being fantastic was when I got there uh, as an extra, I think in was it September, August, September of 2020, I was so relaxed. I wasn't walking on eggshells. I saw people like Sunny Kiss and um, Nyla Rose just authentically being themselves without having to worry or hide or um, put up these walls about to like protect themselves from other people or, or showing uh, others who they truly are. So I think the locker room has been fantastic and I've always had so much support from fellow professional wrestlers that I've never really felt um, unsafe at all in any locker room that I've been in. I'm sure 
Um, on the independence, there's probably some pockets of things out there that still exist, but I think wrestlers and fans too have done a good job policing that nonsense and making sure that it, it doesn't exist in pro wrestling. Um, will we completely eradicate it? I think that's something hard to do. There's always going to be those, you know, select few people who, um, you know, carry that nonsense around with them. But I think the acceptance in the wrestling space in 2022 is way better than what it was when I first started, because there were times when I first started that I was like, oof, that kind of kept me in the closet, I would say. Well, congratulations to you for really, for really rising above it and helping educate people and also just having the ridiculous success that you guys have had. I think, I think that's one of the keys to to kind of showing people too, you know, just showing people who you are. And that's what wrestling is, is (laughs) dialing up your own personal self and being comfortable. Um, Exactly. You had a whole baseball career prior to pro wrestling uh, in college baseball, I guess, at Seton Hall in Montclair State, right? Yep. So were there any uh, big baseball players that you played with or against? And are are you still a fan? I always like to ask that to baseball players because there's always some matchup that happens somewhere you wouldn't expect. Um, Yeah, so I am still a huge baseball fan. I'm a massive San Francisco Giants fan. Um, I live on the West Coast this year, so I'm excited that I could possibly get to a lot more games. Usually I go see them when they're on the road instead of flying away across the country, but I hopefully I can get to San Francisco and catch a, a couple Giants games. Um, I, yeah, I played baseball at, at Seton Hall University. Uh, we played against, we're in the Big East, so we played against George Springer, who's on the Blue Jays. Um, Matt Harvey pitched against us at UNC when I was a freshman. Uh, Dustin Ackley used to be in the majors on the Mariners and the Yankees. Um, Joe Panic was a big rival of ours at St. Joe's University who ended up, I had to, uh, put my, my, my feelings to the side and root for him when he was the first round draft pick for the Giants because we hated St. John's. Uh, but he brought the, helped bring the franchise a couple World Series rings so I can forgive him. Um, I'm sure there's a bunch more, but we, we always had a very competitive schedule at Seton Hall and a lot of people went on to, to play pro ball. It's interesting you mentioned Joe Panic because he actually played uh, high school baseball where I used to be a sports writer too. So he was oh, wow. multiple, multiple time Poughkeepsie Journal Player of the Year, but uh, <laughs> I oddly never got the opportunity to cover him because I was always covering the other side of the county, which is kind of strange. Um, I noticed too that you had some uh, broadcast experience too with uh, some internships and stuff, uh, Michael Kay and some other stuff like that. So did you ever talk to Rosenberg about wrestling? Does he, you being the hip hop tag team and him being into <laughs> wrestling, it seems like that would be natural. I haven't spoken to Rosenberg, but like uh, I was a production assistant on the Michael K show, the Stephen A. Smith show, and I forgot the other one. That was back in 2013. Uh, that was a really fun environment. And then I worked at MLB Network for two and a half years as a logger slash editor person. So I, I have a fair bit of experience in the broadcasting industry, which I think helps in terms of me being a pro wrestler. Um, learning what people look for behind the camera so I know what to do in front of the camera, if that makes sense. Yeah. Were, Cliff's Notes version, were you a wrestling fan as a kid, or was this something that you kind of happened upon to uh, you know, later on? No, I was a huge wrestling fan. Uh, my dad apparently got me watching it when I was younger. I don't remember that part too much, but what I do uh, remember at first was uh, in 97 – when uh, we were approaching Starcade '97 with, with Hogan and Sting, I remember seeing the vignettes for or the the promos for the pay per view and seeing Sting in a wear, rainy warehouse and he was like walking around. That was my first memory of pro wrestling, which is why it was absolutely insane to me that I got to main event with him. Um, 
about a, was a month and a half ago, uh, staying in Darby. And that was kind of like a full circle moment for me where it was, it was, it was the day of my ninth anniversary of becoming a pro wrestler. And I was main eventing against Sting, who's the first guy uh, that got me into pro wrestling. The first show that I watched was that Starcade show in Washington, D.C. And, of course, I was wrestling him in Washington, D.C. So I thought that was a pretty cool coincidence. Are there any people within the business who are like your go-tos for wrestling knowledge? Obviously, you've got a great background of baseball being coached. But uh, is there anybody that you specifically rely on as like a mentor? In terms of my, my trainer, Pat Buck, is somebody that I always always relied on for uh, for wrestling information. I, I think he's like a, a wrestling encyclopedia. And then in terms of AEW, the, the veterans that have come in are so giving in terms of, um, you know, trying to help out the younger talent. So I always pick uh, FTR's mind. I always pick Punk. Uh, Brian from time to time when he's not busy, uh, Danielson. So you pretty much have access to anything and anyone in AEW to try and, you know, get better and increase your, your, your knowledge of professional wrestling, which is pretty, uh, cool. It's a good asset to have. And I, I can't believe that I, I'm able to do that. You know, I can literally walk around and ask some of these people anything really. And I always like to ask this just to kind of the top of these companies trying to figure out what they're like, what's Tony Khan like? Tony Khan, as much as uh, the acclaimed hates him on screen, is a, is a fantastic boss. He actually cares about his performers. And um, he just always has this enthusiastic energy. Like you, you, you want to give your all for him because he's so positive and passionate about the pro wrestling industry. Um, so I'm, <laughs> I'm thankful I made the right choice of coming to AEW. And I'm not just saying that because he's my boss. Like That's truly, truly how I feel. All right, we're going to move to something now. We're calling the three counts. It's going to be three quick questions and your gut responses to them. So you could take one thing from pro wrestling and apply it to baseball to spice things up a bit. What would you choose? Ooh. <laughs> I think it would be the ability to body slam or super kick an umpire. Because one thing I've always felt is umpires are too big for their britches sometimes because they know you can't do anything to them. And they can do whatever they want. So I do think sometimes, you know, bad call, you get in my face, stand back, super kick. <laughs> that would get more complicated <laughs> if we end up with robot empires in the future, too. Oh, I'm not a fan of that. I do like the 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 element of possible human error, but I don't like when it starts becoming personal and there's like vendettas, which sometimes I think tends to happen. All right. Second question. Who is the most interesting person you've met in pro wrestling? Max Caster. <laughs> and, and why, I should say. Max is, he's a very, he, he likes to live in the moment, which I love because it provides uh, unpredictable television and also keeps me on my toes because I always have to, you know, he's my tag team partner, so I got to bounce off of him. And it's so much fun kind of looking around saying, like, what's he going to do next? And um, how am I going to react to it? So he's always fun to be around. He also has interesting takes on things. So I, I got to go with Max. All right. And the last question, what baseball rule changes do you like and which ones do you hate of some of the stuff that we've had in the last few years? I like that they're cracking down on the shifts. I'm a huge Barry Bonds fan, and I can't tell you how many hits that man has taken away because they have the second baseman playing in shallow right field. Or they shifted the shortstop you know, over to the second base side. I think it's a bit ridiculous. Um, so I'm a big fan of that. Not a fan of uh, the whole starting a runner at second base in the extra innings thing. I get they want to make the game quicker, but I, I, I just don't like it. <laughs> 
Yeah, I covered I'm a lot of softball. at all, but I covered a lot of softball in my day. So that's usually how the softball ties are determined was they put the runner on second base in the 10th or whatever it is. And I was just mm. used to it. So it didn't bother me, but it didn't. It was also a weird year anyway to be doing that stuff. All right. Sure. Uh, well, that's going to wrap it up. Uh, thank you very much uh, for joining. I'm really loving all the stuff you and Max Gaster are doing. You guys are one of my favorite teams without a doubt. So thank, thank you. you so much for joining us today. Thank you. And if you want to know more about myself, you could head over to Twitter, Instagram, uh, at Bones underscore official, or you could check out my YouTube channel, Michael and Anthony with my boyfriend. We do sketch comedy. We do parodies. We do all that stuff. So uh, like and subscribe. Thanks for listening this week to Under the Ring Pro Wrestling Conversations. I'd like to thank Anthony Bowens as well as John Schneider from All Elite Wrestling for their help with the show today. Be sure to join us next week where our guest is ECW alum, Ring of Honor original. You know him from the Baldies and the Carnage crew. Tony DeVito joins us on Under the Ring Pro Wrestling Conversations. He's also an outstanding pro wrestling trivia host, but only me and a bar full of people in Poughkeepsie a few times know that. So join us for that one and have a great week, everyone.